Good morning. It is hump day, Wednesday, January 31st. My, I'm a fan of the Geico commercials with the camel. Um, the camel was the best part of Geico. Gotta say it. Caveman commercials, forget it. Don't like them. Yeah, the camel's good. Uh, first off, I want to start off this. Many people are mentioning and sending me emails and comments about me leading on Savvy Trader in the trading portfolio uh, and telling me that I'm killing it lately. I appreciate everybody's comments and everybody pat on the back, but rule number one still applies. Don't listen to a douche on the internet, and I am that douche. So understand, yes, I'm killing it. Yes, I'm probably making you money. I will just as well lose you, your entire portfolio, as I will make you money. You have to understand what you're doing. Get the tools, get TrendSpider, get Seeking Alpha, get Alpha Picks, uh, set up your system, make sure that you're following your system. Uh, make sure that you're 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 putting your stop losses in your trailing stop losses. Make sure you're doing all of these things to make sure that you don't lose your money. Again, we're at all time highs. We're we're turning around right now. The market is turning. Uh, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, but you know we're going to go over SMCI. We're going to go over uh, Boeing. We're going to go over um, uh, Apple. We're going to go over how Roblox is under forty again. Uh, Tesla, Elon's pay package was shot down. Uh, we're going to go over Google. We're going to go over Microsoft. It is just a jam-packed show, so hopefully I won't get um, uh, derailed. But here's the cues. And, and by the way, we're going to go into rule number two really quickly here too. But here's the cues. We're seeing a turnover. Right now it's down about 1%. Let's see. The cues are down 1.06%. You're seeing that button hook. And if you don't know what a button hook is, go over to dailystockpick.substack.com. And there is a paid education section, uh, RSI, Bollinger Bands, Levered ETF, Gold De- Gold Cross, Death Cross. This is part of the paid newsletter, um, but it doesn't, you know, you can read a preview of it if you'd like. The, the normal newsletter is free every weekday. Every weekday, you get these for free. So sign up, dailystockpick.substack.com. Uh, or just go to my link tree, which is down below, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash daily stock pick. But we're button hooking. We're turning around. We're losing confirmation. The MACD is crossing down. The RSI is coming down from, it looks like, about a, a level of 80, and we're at 63 right now. Uh, volumes trending kind of same, nothing huge, but we are way above uh, that oscillator on the MACD. So we've got to be careful. Uh, we had some earnings. Uh, one that I want to point out is SMCI. Kramer last night, and no joke, this is no joke. Kramer said, I would rather own GM at eight times earning than SMCI at 40 times forward earnings. So I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I think the guy has lost it. Uh, rule number two. Never listen to Jim Cramer. We went over rule number one, but rule number two is never listen to Jim Cramer. This one, yes, forward PE is 18 times. Uh, PE, uh, The PE right now is 40. I mean, I don't know what he's saying because GM, this is a dead stock. Forward PE of four, you can trade it. Do not own it. SMCI, you own. SMCI with these, these gaps and these jumps up, you own. What's $500? It's a buying opportunity. I went over on on Facebook Live just now. I see support volume around 486 here. Uh, Doesn't mean that it won't fly through it. But if you don't have a position, you start adding to it. That forward PE is too good 
to not just add to it. Now, I got an email last this morning from Seeking Alpha because I have Seeking Alpha Premium. Uh, what was the email about? It was about uh, quant rating in SMCI. Quant rating, they just moved it to a strong buy. Doesn't mean, you know, roar out and buy it. Means wait for confirmation. It's number one in information technology. Um, you know, you're, you're getting on a bandwagon. But here's the thing. Everybody says it's overvalued. No, it's not. Their, their earnings continue to show that they will grow into this PE and it becomes cheaper and cheaper to buy. The pullback is nothing more than if you believe that, uh, that, that, that this is an AI rally. It just became cheaper to buy. Wait for confirmation. It's going to be opened up at about 500. When it gets under 500, start buying. If you get into the 400s on this one, start buying. This is a long-term gain. This is not something where you uh, you buy it and then you forget about it because SMCI, remember, it's a hardware play. So they, they do rigs for AI data centers uh, that are uh, energy efficient, but Jim Cramer is out of his effing mind if he says buy GM over this one. You're, you're just crazy. Um, I don't believe it. I don't think he should be saying that. But Jim Cramer is on CNBC um, and he's getting calls from boomers. So biggest stock movers of the day, Plug Power, Paramount, um, and Google. And uh, you know, Paramount got a boost. It's going to be taken over. Starbucks, I said I didn't believe in it. I was wrong. It rose 5%, but I did tell you get in under 100. You do have time to get in on this one under 100. I think it's a $110 stock. Um, they still have issues in China. When they correct that, this is $110. It's at 98 right now. I, I, it, under 100, you can buy this one safely. Over 100, you probably just want to think about selling it. Uh, shares of Plug Power jumped more than 9% after Roth MKM and analysts upgraded the stock to buy from neutral, raising the price target to $9 from $4.50. Plug to me, I mean, this is the moonshot. And I was corrected by somebody that I, I listed as an EV stock. It's not. This is a, um, a, a hydrogen stock. Um, I just, you know, look at that downward trend. I mean, you look at that downward trend. Do I think that it's getting back to $9? Maybe, but they're losing money. It's just not for me. This is not, you know, why am I going to put my money into this? Where in the greatest rally of the past couple of years, this one has not participated. Let's go back to where the market really took off in October um, of this year. You know, October, uh, the end of October. So October 23rd, if you would put your money in plug, you're down 45%. The market is up like 40%. Why would you do this? Why? I don't know. I don't, it, it's losing 949 million. They're going to dilute you at some point in time because they only have uh, 500 million on the books. They're going to issue more stock. They're going to dilute you. It, it, it's popping. It's popping for no reason. Um, just trade it. Don't own it. Google uh, is declining 5% uh, after uh, after their report. We can go into Google. Uh, Google right here. Here's their gap. Uh, earnings of 164. Um, they beat it by 4%. 86.31 billion beats by 1 billion. Everything was good news in Google. So why is it dropping? Because it ran up. It was at you know all-time highs. It's at 144 right now. 
Uh, we talked about the all-time highs being uh, right here at about 150. I think anything under 150, I think you buy it at 144. I think you wait for confirmation. You can see that MACD crossing down. The RSI was at 78. If you didn't trim this one, you were crazy. You know, if you had this in a uh, in a retirement account and you didn't trim it, eh, you nuts. You nuts. This, you know, to sell a couple of shares. You don't get out of your position. Sell a couple of shares. If we look at the last time this one went on earnings, um, it was back here on October 24th. Uh, how much did you lose on October 24th? Looks like it went down, oh, 12%? 12%. So I would say from 12% from here, um, from the closing price yesterday of 153, um, if we go down 12%, you're kind of looking at probably the 200 day at 137. Time to add, you know, wait for confirmation, but time to add. I don't think Google's getting out of anything. So again, biggest stock movers of the day. Uh, next one, AMD. AMD, uh, they announced uh, non-GAAP revenue of 77 cents in line revenue of uh, 6.2 billion beats by 60 million bucks. Uh, AMD, again, it ran up into the earnings. This was one that, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I told you yesterday, if you wanted to trade this one, SOXX was the trade. And I was actually watching this. I was on uh, live with Jason from TrendSpider in his office hours. If you have TrendSpider, by the way, put an alert on your phone so that when uh, Jason does office hours, you can go there. It's live on YouTube um, when he does it, and it, they do uh, pre-announce it. But SOXS is up seven four uh, 4%. I, I showed at after hours how I would have played this one. You would have made a nice 10% yesterday if you just bought it You know, at the beginning of the day yesterday, if you thought that AMD wasn't. This is how you use these triple levered ETFs. If you have a hunch, if it has confirmation, you can go ahead and buy it. And you can see right here yesterday afternoon at about 506, um, $5.06, I should say, not $5.06 p.m. But uh, yeah, at about 506, $5, you had confirmation on that candle. So th- that's the way to play this one. AMD, uh, in my mind, on this pullback, the, the, the reason they went down wasn't anything more then they didn't give great guidance on their AI chips. Um, I think this one pulls back probably to this gap at about 146, 147. Uh, At 164, am I adding it? I'm adding it once it gets confirmation again. AMD is number two in the chip race. Do not fall asleep on this one. Uh, Grab it. Uh, We can look at more biggest movers of the day. Uh, AG, uh, Novartis, AG shares fell more than 4%. Uh, after analysts expect uh, fell short of the analysts' expectations, but those are the big movers. Um, this was an interesting one. Uh, this is Funstrat, Tom Lee. Remember, we listen to Tom Lee. We we don't trade based on Tom Lee, but we listen to Tom Lee. January on track for a three percent gain, solidifying twenty twenty four to be positive, ninety two percent probability, and suggests our fifty two hundred year end S and P target might be low. If the January barometer is right, the upside to our SPX target is possibly as high as 5,500. 5,500. So he's raising his SPY target from $520 to $550. That's an enormous move. We can take a look at this one. 
I told you, uh, based on just some of the volume support levels, we might be pulling back to 476. We're at 488 right now. We're not down huge. Boeing wound up, you know, moving the uh, the 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 Dow because uh, it's a uh, less than expected uh, loss. Um, but I, I would still wouldn't buy Boeing. I'd still be very careful with Boeing. I think anything under 200 on Boeing or anything around 200, it's at 205 right now, is a decent buy. But if we look at SPY and we look at that 520 target, uh, if I just take this this arrow and say, okay, we're going to open up around 488 today. Okay, say you want to buy VOO or uh, you know any or SPY. They're low cost ETFs, so we're at 488. And if I go to that 520 mark, um, let's say 520, that's a 6% gain in, in an index in a year. That's good. That's real good from here. And that's just, you know, again, we won't have confirmation at open. But if you if say you confirm at, uh, you know, just this volume shelf, 478, um, that would be a nice 9% move in a week, in, in a year. So buy and hold definitely your friend, definitely your friend. But again, this is an interesting one. I'll include it in the newsletter. Another interesting chart is from Daily Chart Book on Substack. Um, The market cap concentration of the 10 biggest stocks is getting close to dot-com level era. And and all this means is the, the amount of money invested in those 10 stocks. So it's an equal uh, MSCI US top 10 weight. So it's an interesting thing to look at in that I think people are running to safety, um, but it is what it is. Uh, there was somebody wrote um, that there was an insider buy from Pat Gessinger. Uh, let's see on Intel. Let's see if there's a uh, yeah. Pat Gelsinger bought one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of stock. Not huge, three thousand shares. Bought it at forty three thirty six. Um, right now you closed at, it looks like uh, 42.92. This double top here at about 50, that's where I should have sold it. That's the, 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 the learning for me is where I should have sold it. I do think that you get a three handle on this one. If we go over here and we look, um, I'm going to double down, I think, on SOXX, SOXL um, to try and make some of this money back because I do think that the chips are just a little expensive. You can see we have no confirmation here. We're still moving down on the MACD. The RSI is at 30. It's quickly becoming oversold. It will become another buy opportunity. Um, Cleveland Cliffs was a big mover yesterday. Huge mover. We're up over 20. We're up over 20. And I said this before, if you have this one, I think 20 is a sell. You can see last time we got up here to 21, we rejected off of it. So I I think 20 is where you start to trim on that one. Bank of America, huge mover yesterday. Remember when I was telling you guys to buy this under 30? Uh, It it pulled back here, got you out with a 26% gain, got you back in at 32.62. And I know I put that in the newsletter. Um, I have not been adding to this. I'm slightly concerned about this one. Um, we have Bank of New York, which you guys know has been, um, if you've been watching the scans, is always one that comes in. Um, but from a banking standpoint, I've told you DPST, when it was down at 91, we should be buying this one. 89 right there. You're looking at 97 right now. You're probably looking at this one coming up to about 105 or so if we continue this financial move. And you can see, from a long-term perspective, I put this in. We still have 213% to get back to the 200-day. 
When was the last time you were at the 200-day? January 2022, as we started to slide. And then this big move down makes you an opportunity to try and get back. doesn't mean you will, but I like DPST, and I, I said that before. Boeing was down 2% yesterday, but they beat, they pulled their guidance. That's the problem with Boeing. And when I said, hey, just be careful with Boeing, they pulled their forward guidance because they, they don't know what's going to go on with the 747 MAX. That's the issue. I've said it before that this trading range between 191 and 230, I think that's where you trade this one. But I would be very, very careful of that one. Uh, Apple, they were down big yesterday and they're down at 186 um, before their earnings. There was a report um, that iPhone shipments are a concern. The Vision Pro made its debut. Here's the thing. And I watched a bunch of these reviews. It's the top headset. So everybody says it's the best of the best headsets. So for $3,500, you better like it. Uh, it's for absolute fanboys. Um, it is an absolute uh, top of the, the, the game. It's more expensive. I mean, MKBHD said, hey, the, the, the use case for this is planes and people that travel and people that fly in first class. You'll start to see them in first class as you pass the bougie people. Um, but yeah, it's not a great – everybody says it's, it hasn't been a great experience unless you're an Apple fanboy. So – uh, Amazon was down 2%. This is one that hit 160 and rejected right off of it. Uh, it's pulling back right before its earnings. Uh, I'm slightly concerned about this one. Um, not super concerned, but understand Microsoft and Google both, which by the way, on their pullbacks, Microsoft's quarter was just pristine. Microsoft on its pullback should absolutely be bought. Uh, it's at 407. You should absolutely be loading up on that just based on their earnings. Amazon, the problem that I have is both Google and Microsoft said their cloud services were up. That either means the cloud services uh, increased or they took uh, took share away from the leader, which is Amazon. So this one, even though I claimed it, it's, it's the best of the best for earnings, you can see the MACD is turning down. The RSI is coming off and overbought territory at 72 um, you're looking at those 160s becoming 150s, and this one may pull back. Um, and and I see a volume shelf if we just looked since the last earnings. You're seeing kind of a volume shelf at about 154, 155. Um, but the next volume shelf is 147. I think if you don't have a position in this and you want a position, you want to play earnings. I think you buy this for the long term at 154, uh, and then you know a small position. Say you want a thousand dollars in there, buy a hundred dollars today. While it's down, you buy $100. It's quickly coming back, by the way. Um, so, yeah, Roblox is back under 40 And I was just taking a look at some of the um, some of the core portfolio. Roblox is under 40 It's at 38.63. Do I think you buy this one? I think you buy it when it actually gets some confirmation. That 41.15 uh, price, you're still in that. It's going to get you out today. It's going to get you out today. The MACD is about to uh, cross down on the strike line. The RSI is at 36. This one's a little bit weak at 38. Um, maybe you wait until it gets to the 200-day, but it's under 40. If you want a quick pop, this one's going to be back over 40, no doubt. Uh, Tesla, uh, they denied uh, court in, um, in in Delaware, denied um, to Elon's pay package. It was shot down. It's a toss-up whether this is good or bad. 
Uh, it, Tesla is nothing without Elon. And if Elon all of a sudden says, hey, I, you know, I can't get 25% and the board is going to restructure my package and I'm not happy with it, mm, you got a little bit of trouble there. So I would stay out of this, this 191.59. Uh, I've said, uh, hey, wait for confirmation. You can see that green bar there. The Bollinger Bands are wide open. No reason to rush into this. Uh, if this is a, a $300 stock, like Kathy Wood says, uh, or a $400 stock, I think is her price target, um, you'll have time to get in. You'll have time to get in when it changes. Uh, I wrote down yesterday that I think XLE, I think the energy sector is turning around. Um, there's a little bit of a, a turnaround in the energy sector. Uh, let me see. Yeah. XLE. See how this one's confirming? Um, so you, you do have to be a little bit careful in the names that you want to buy. Um, like Devin hasn't really confirmed a whole lot. Uh, Exxon is in a, a run, uh, but with Exxon and Chevron coming up with earnings, I do think you get back here to the 109 level. So I, you know, you've got confirmation. Uh, your 50-day is starting to turn a little bit positive. Your MACD crossed. You are in the overbought territory, but they're just going to announce huge, huge earnings, and they're going to give back to the shareholders. So I, I, I just see this one as, as one that I think you could get into. We talked about Microsoft, how they beat, um, and, and Microsoft stock, it's a chance to buy. Honest to God, I bought more at 404 before earnings. Uh, I bought a ton. I think it was like $100,000. It's up 1.5%. It's going on a run. But I bought, you know, th- I didn't buy at this 375. I bought at the 404 just because I wanted to add in my parents' account. I bought a ton of it. My brother works for Microsoft. I don't have any in uh, any um, any insider info. But that that quarter was fantastic. And 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 you know, AI, they're moving towards AI. They probably will gain this will be a $4 trillion company at some point in time in the next couple of years. It just passed $3 trillion. It will be a $4 trillion company. So I had to add to that one. Um, and I have in my notes, both cloud beat, uh, which may not bode well for Amazon unless cloud grew for the whole quarter. Starbucks beat. We went over Starbucks. It's not in the core portfolio, but it is under $100. I think you can safely buy this one. To go over $100, uh, it's got a gap that it's created. Um, it's at $97.50. I think as you start to retreat a little on this gap, I think if you come down to $96.95, I think you can add this for the long term. Again, if you go to Starbucks, if you like Starbucks coffee, just add to it. Uh, we went over SO, uh, SOXS, SOXL. Uh, here's an interesting one. Um, this is from uh, TrendSpider, and this is why I was looking at energy. Uh, energy rotation coming. Shop the best discounts. Look at those PEs. Those PEs are pretty cheap. Now, Oxy, a little bit high. Uh, COP, a little bit high. CVX at 10. XOM at 10. Uh, Valero at 5. I mean, some of the energy names probably become interesting at these levels. Um, the last three daily MACD cross-ups on QQQ have provided an average, an upside mood of 5.8%. After this month's cross, we're only halfway there. So it's a daily, it's a daily. This chart is showing you that we've still got moves higher to go. Doesn't mean that it's going to happen. I mean, Q's, the, the Q's right now, uh, I think it gapped down a little bit. Yeah, we've got a little bit of a gap here. Um, if it closes between 422 and 425, so that slight gap 
might be an interesting one um, to play. You can see there's there's quite a bit of volume. I mean, it, it's not huge volume. You're not jutting out like this 385 to 390 level or this 404 to 410. This is just since the end of October. So where are people holding? The, the large majority are holding at 405 to 408. If you get through that, then it's 390 level, which is the, the VWAP. But I like this, this the little shelf right here at 423 to go along with this chart. And, and again, it's just kind of putting things together a little bit. Um, this is the core portfolio. So, so you know, uh, we went over how SMCI got a, a upgrade to, uh, to strong buy in the quant. The other one that got a, 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 a quant move is Disney. And it's, it's a hold. Disney uh, moves to hold. You can see it's it's been a hold, but well, let me see. Oh, Disney, I'm sorry, it moved to buy. I guess they pulled it back from a buy. Yeah, Disney moved from hold to buy. They have all this stuff. Valuation is still an F. I like Disney under 100. I, I like Disney at 80. I mean, we can look at the chart of Disney. Uh, the chart of Disney is fantastic. Uh, if you're in the short term, if you're in the long term, Disney's just a nightmare. Now, I don't know what moves this one other than, you know, the, the, the current talk is that the NFL and, um, and ESPN will get into a partnership with NFL will own a portion of uh, ESPN. But that's a great move. I mean, that's a solid you can't, you know, in, in what, 16, uh, let's see, 14 days, 10 percent in a, in a Dow stock. That's fantastic. So keep your eye on on Disney. Uh, I do think that this is a, back to 100. I think it rejects. It's gotten through this uh, 95 territory, which I thought was going to be resistance, but it just kind of flew there. So, but keep your eye on it. Probably not one that that's bad to to continue to add under 100. Uh, Jared Peters from um, from uh, Spotify. Wolf, uh, Terra Wolf. Let's look at this one. This one is dollar forty stock. Let's look at Wolf. What is Wolf? I don't even know. Uh, W-U-L-F is the symbol. This is a financial capital markets. They're losing $88 million. Uh, their forward PE is 107. Um, they have short interest of uh, 26%. So you're probably looking at a short squeeze here. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, I can't imagine the average target price is three eighty eight. You're at a dollar eighty eight, but take that with a grain of salt because it was all kind of last year. They're all saying three dollars. You're trading at a dollar eighty four. I wouldn't trust those. Uh, Chief executive officer in August bought ninety five thousand dollars worth. In April, he bought a hundred thousand dollars worth. Uh, if I go over to Seeking Alpha, let's look at Wolf. I'd say stay away from it. I'd say trade it. Do not own this one. This is not something that you want to take um, take into a, a portfolio and say, oh my God, I'm going to hold this forever. Yeah, sell. I mean, it's just, it's a, this is a warning. Trade it. Don't buy it. Uh, Scott yesterday said BLDR. We went over this one uh, in the after hours a little. BLDR is the builder's resource. And I think what I did was I came over here and BLDR, I, I, if you want, look at the, the end of yesterday's absolute, uh, live session. Um, but BLDR, I went over here and I went to peers because I don't know anything about BLDR. Um, it's a, a basically like a Home Depot for contractors and stuff. It's had a solid return. One year, 130%. Uh, it's leading all of these. Um, if you go to total return, which includes dividends and stuff, 
Um, yeah, it's 130%. It's the best of the best over one year. Uh, year to date, we can look at this one because it's only one month, but it's up 5%. Again, it, it's it's best of the, the best in class. Um, this one is what caught my eye was uh, Lennox. And the reason it caught my eye is if we go down here to the valuation, um, it's, you know, builder's resources is still low. Uh, it's The problem is that the revenue growth is minus 24% year over year. Um, this one's still growing at 7.22%. So I don't know which one has a better opportunity, but I used the tools here to kind of look at it a little bit more in depth than I would on the live podcast, on the um, the podcast. But if you're interested, take a look at it. If you're interested in seeing Builders Resources, uh, Scott likes it. I'm, you know, this is just not one. I've often, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Are you comfortable holding this stock at an all-time high? Uh, I am comfortable holding Apple at an all-time high. Am I comfortable holding a builder's resource at an all-time high? And you've held it at all-time highs for many, many times, and you've been rewarded. So the the short answer is, if you're comfortable with holding this at a high, it's a buy. If you're not, don't buy it. But it's all-time highs. Uh, Dex wants me to look at Match. I think earnings are coming up on Match. Um Match Group, this is one of Bradley Ferguson's The Stock Market Nerd. If you're interested in anything on Match, go read Brad The Stock Market Nerd. I'm not going to go over it because I don't know anything about it. But Match, algorithm has you in at 37.65. The earnings uh, came out. It looks like earnings surprised by 65%. Didn't move the stock much. It's up 1.67. Go and read Bradley Ferguson's Stock Market Nerd. Uh, you can look at him on Substack. You can look at him on Twitter. He covers this uh, stock, and he covers it way much better than I do. Uh, Gary, good morning. Um, this is Jared from uh, email. Could you look at ADES? Let's see, ADES. I'll, I'll read you his email too. Uh, this is Advanced Emissions Solution. I know it's possible moonshot. There's little information about it, both on Seeking Alpha and Finviz. I first heard about it last summer. On a Seeking Alpha podcast, Investing Experts, the guy that had on, they had on was, of course, talking his book, but I like the sounds of the company. ADES creates emissions control and carbon capture devices for powerful and industrial clients. Um, they recently acquired ARQ, uh, which will be drained. They are currently not making money, but seem like a turnaround story. Here's ADES. I think you're right, Jared. I probably would trade this one, not necessarily own it, um, cause I just don't know enough about it. If we go over here, um, and look ADES at seeking alpha, uh, let's see, we can, I don't want to look at their peers. I want to look at the summary, the peers, eh, you can find pretty good peers here. Um, it, they don't list the amount of employees, but Northern technologies international, but you can see one year. I mean, it, it doesn't look like the category is doing, uh, outstanding with uh, Alto Ingredients losing 38%. Uh, Danimer losing 72%. Uh, they're in specialty chemicals. If we look at the summary, now it's up 2.45%. Wall Street covers it um, and th- it's a buy, but you're right. There's nothing, you know, Advanced Solutions signs contract with Wheeland Dabco. There's nothing here. I'd trade it. I mean, honestly, trade it. There's nothing wrong against trading it. I just wouldn't buy it. Um, and hold it. I, I would keep a close eye on it and have your stop losses tight. 
Can you look at, um, this is Alex from uh, Spotify. Can you look at Big Five, BGFV, Big Five Sporting Goods? I can't tell you the last time I bought sporting goods. And I can tell you, ever since July of 2023, this stock has been dead weight. Why would I even want to uh, think about owning this one? BGFV, uh, Big Five for Sporting Goods. If you're a parent and you buy a bunch of sporting goods and you buy them from Big Five, have at it. Uh, PE is 32. For sporting goods, that seems crazy high. They don't give guidance. They're down 17% year to date, and you're only 31 days into the year. Over one year, you're down 44%. I don't know why you'd buy this one, but uh, BGFV. I have Alex, there's no way I would get into Yeah, sell. No, you, you're done. Out. Eli Flores, one of the things I'm curious about on your algo, and this is from um, the, uh, the newsletter, uh, and market search, when do you, the royal you, when do analysis see what to buy and sell? Is it the night before or at the opening? I guess I'm trying to see how to create a strategy that involves as baseline trimming um, buying either daily or on a quarterly basis. These are my guardrails. I have never sold my Amazon or Google, but feel it might be time to trim. It's a personal thing. And 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 I think th- there's two things that go about it with me. And, and, and I'll just kind of tell you my strategy, Eli. So I have different strategies based on tax implications because in my brokerage account, there are tax events. In my retirement account, there are not tax events. You can trade free in your IRA or in your, um, your Roth uh, or in your HSA and you can trade freely in Fidelity. And you can do these things without tax events. The only tax event that happens in my retirement accounts are when I pull money out. And I don't pull money out because I'm only 53 years old. So I, I trade in those pretty freely. Now, when, I, when would I trim Amazon? I would trim when you start to see these. Now, I use the, the algorithm not as an absolute. I use it uh, when, when it's at 52-week high. Apple's a great, great example. So Apple, for instance, has had, you can see it clearly here. I mean, this is just clear as day that this 197, 198 point um, ever since July has been the, the topping point, even if we go to a weekly and we look at this one. You got these nice triple tops right here um, at, at about 195, 196. Um, you can see it. It, it. It's clear as day to me. That's when I would say trim. These got, you know, you should should have trimmed here in January of 2022. I sold in uh, December 2021 up here at 176, went down, bought more when it came down. So I, I think when you're trimming, when you decide to do that, when you find stocks, there's tons of places to find stocks. I mean, you Seeking Alpha. Go to Seeking Alpha and look what's moving. Um, go to Seeking Alpha and, and get the, the premium service and, and find some of the ones that, you know, you can even sign up for Alpha Picks. Eli, what, what I would do is sign up for Alpha Picks. It's 100 bucks. Use the link that I provide. You can look at their portfolio, what they're currently holding, what they got rid of. They're beating the S&P 91% versus 30%. So I, I think if you're having trouble finding a system, I think it's more about just what am I comfortable buying? What am I comfortable selling? And you do that before you buy. You know, you don't go out and, and just say, you know, I need a car. I'm going to go just buy a Honda. Let me just go to the Honda dealership. Just buy a Honda. You don't do that. You research things. 
You, you, you find out what you like. Some people like Teslas. Some people hate Teslas. Some people like Mazdas. Some people hate Mazdas. So it's all a personal decision. And so me telling you a, a system that I use may help you, but maybe you're not comfortable with that. So Eli, I think it's a very personal decision. I think what you do is you actually learn things. If you've never sold Amazon and Google, and I tell people this all the time, sell one share. Just sell. I don't care if you think it's going up from here. Sell one and, and see how it feels. If it doesn't feel good, sell another next day. If, if it continues to go down and, and you feel good buying back, because remember, you can always buy back in. If you haven't sold uh, your Amazon or Google and it's in a, um, in, a, uh, in a brokerage account and you've made a ton of money, sell one share. Just understand if it's in a brokerage account, you have tax events. This is what I tell people all the time. My, my Apple has grown to like, you know, 50, 60% of my portfolio because it's grown so much over the years. So I talk to Fidelity and, and get yourself a financial advisor too. This is what's important about choosing your broker. Everybody knows I have a trading account in Webull. My main large account is in Fidelity. Why am I in Fidelity? Because I can have conversations with people who are planners. Doesn't mean I have to take their advice. Doesn't mean I have to do everything that they say. But it just means they give me ideas and give me strategies to help me. Um, and they are professionals. They are there to help you. So Eli, I would tell you, go out, find a broker that you actually like. Uh, develop a relationship with a manager. You know, Fidelity gives you uh, a, a private um, a financial advisor. Just go to a Fidelity office. You can start that relationship right now, and it's free, and you can have those conversations with them. Uh, Schwab is another one that I would recommend. If you have more than $2,500 and you want to go to Fidelity, email me. I'll email my guy. Uh, I think we both get like 100 bucks or something. I don't know if it's still going on, but email me. I, I'll introduce you to my guy, Stuart. Stuart's fantastic. Um, Fidelity is just an absolute dream to work with, especially at this tax time. I will tell you the the taxes that I'm doing for my Fidelity account, just cl simple click of a button with uh, Webull. Uh, I don't know, man. I importing Webull into like uh, TurboTax or Cash App is what I'm trying to use because Cash App is free this year. Um, but yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, let's see. Random Lettuce <laughs> asked me thoughts on Target. Uh, when rate cuts start. So Target is one I took out of the core portfolio, but I did not sell out of my position. I, I still believe in Target long-term. And call me crazy. I may You may think that I'm nuts. Target has you in at 140, 160. Um, with rate cuts starting, I don't think the Target really matters with rate cuts uh, cutting, right, right, the rate cuts. Uh, well, if we start losing... If you start downing interest, what will happen is the consumer actually becomes stronger. So, you know, again, if you're cutting rates just to cut rates to get the economy um, back to normal, to steady out inflation cuts and all of that stuff, that's normal. If you're cutting rates because we have some type of economic uh, disaster, catastrophe that's starting, that's a different story. But I don't think rates really hurt or kill Target. Uh, their earnings are coming up later in uh, February. I've continued to say it. I think it's a rebound story. I think they've got their inventories under control. I still think you've got 22% to the 200-day. Uh, your 50-day is still moving negative. That's where you have to worry about this one. 
is have we reached a peak? You're seeing a capitulation around 140 here. Uh, you've got a volume shelf from the all-time highs right here between 130 and 140. Um, you've got a higher volume shelf up here at 158. I'm still long on target, honest to God, uh, and random letter. Morris, wondering if you think the pullback in Google uh, after earnings is justified. This is from um, uh, uh, the Substack, the newsletter. Uh, I've got a chat going on, so if you want me to look and you're on the newsletter, you can just look at the chat and the app. Uh, I think they seem to be moving toward an emphasis on efficiency like Meta did. I also like the valuation is somewhat cheap compared to its max seven peers. Good time to start a position. I'd say anything under 150 at this point. You're fine. Start. It's down 6% today. Uh, you don't have confirmation. You have a gap starting here. Uh, if you are to get down, and, and I went over this, if you already get down to this 200-day at 137, absolutely start buying. Um, from a long-term perspective, you're a little bit stretched. I mean, you really are. To get down to the 200-day, the, the it's 125. But you can see, if you pull it way back here, there's a volume shelf here between 130 and 138. So 143, I don't think it's a bad time to start adding. I think people are just taking profits in this. You can see it hit this all-time high at 151 and it rejected. It's just coming off those levels. The MACD is stretched. Am I adding at this position? Probably not. If it gets down to the 130 handles, I'm absolutely starting a position. So um, uh, Morris, hopefully that helped. Let's go over some scans. UNH. Uh, which is part of the core portfolio, and I said buy it under 500, has a cross up here. Um, and we dipped under 497, back up. I'm going to remove all these annotations that I put in on this thing. Uh, I think you get back up here to probably the 550s. I think this one's a good one to buy here. Uh, you know, healthcare, they, what you have to worry about UNH, and the catalysts are out of the system. The, the, I think there were three or four managed healthcare companies that said the cost is 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 reducing their earnings. And you can see 656 down to 616. The valuation of UNH, a little bit expensive. UNH, um, the PE is 21, the forward PE is 16. So as long as they continue to grow their earnings, it's kind of your average, uh, you know, your average uh SP at 17. Now, target price 600. Take that with a little bit of grain of salt because you know a lot of these guys were raising their targets as it went up. You can see in October, this dude at UBS said 640. Man, he's out of his mind. Uh, just the most recent one in December took it down to 480, and it was based on valuation. And so you know it it, it kind of takes it down. If you think healthcare costs are continuing to to rise, probably not one to go in. You know, one that you want to go into if healthcare costs are continuing to rise is GE Healthcare. These are the guys that sell the actual equipment to the hospitals and stuff. This is one that I said when it got down here to the 60s, absolutely buy it. Um, I don't think that the valuation in GE Healthcare is nuts since I last checked it. Let me look. It's not crazy. I mean, forward PE of 17, PE of 21. Um, you get a 0.11% dividend. I mean, that's not even a dividend, to be honest. But it's not horrible. Uh, Coke, which is part of the core portfolio. I've said this one, uh, buy it under 60 and sell it over 60. It just got another cross up, uh, buy it 59.78. So uh, this may be getting back to these 65 levels. If you want to get into Coke, Costco, Costco went nuts. It's, uh, it, it's trading now at $700 in pre-market. It's at 699 right now in the current time. It's going to be over $700. 
the 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 problem I have with Costco is the the PE. Uh, the issue is not necessarily the PE. It's when are they going to raise their member rates? Because they're they're still making a ton of money. But this price at this price, this is assuming they're raising their member rates. That's what's priced in. Because remember, Costco doesn't make their money on margins. They make their money on the membership rates. So a PE of 41 and, and a, a forward PE of 41, I should say, is just crazy to, for me at these levels. Uh, you could buy Walmart, which I think is a better one, um, which has a membership as well, uh, with a forward PE of 23. But you go into a Costco supermarket, uh, Costco parking lot on the weekends. It's crazy. Tesla, we talked about uh, Elon stuff. I would just stay off of Tesla, even though it has a cross up here. It's down 1.14%. It had a cross up on yesterday's can- or on this morning's candles at 191. You don't have confirmation. I would stay away from it. One that uh, has earnings coming up in the core portfolio and actually has a cross up before earnings. It's down 2.27% today is Palantir, 1704, and you're trading at 1637, heading into earnings. This isn't one that, you know, is crazy. You can see it capitulating here. Um, the RSI kind of just sitting in no man's land. It got over oversold here at 1651. Got you in, nice 10% gain if you wanted it. Um, I would play this one on earnings. I Listen, I think they're going to do fine. War is a good thing. Uh, NXE for these guys. They're going to get some government contracts. It'll be fine. I mean, that's one that I have no fear of buying. It is expensive. We can, you know, before I move on to the next one, Palantir is expensive. Forward PE of 55. The PE is 253. This is a software company. They're going to get multiples. If they start, uh, if they, their projection is even better, then the PE actually comes down. And so it becomes cheaper. The average target price is 1543. Now, a lot of people, you know, January 5th, Jeffries, uh, hold to underperform. They they brought it down to 13. I think you're fine. I think it pops to 20 at some point in time again. Uh, NXE, this one, this is an energy uh, one. And, and I put this into the weekly and I said, you know, uh, hey, if you just bought this at, at the beginning of last year, you're up 65%. I mean, at NXE, great one. Uh, Nail, we did get a cross up, by the way, and I do want to show this. On SQ because yesterday it was said, hey, should I buy SQQQQ? Well, SQQQ is up four percent, three point six five. To be honest, you got a you got a a move up at twelve oh five, and you do have confirmation above that nine day. So if you're going to continue it through this week, remember uh, today is the Fed press conference. So we're going to get find out what the Fed's doing and and some some comments from Jay Powell. That's where this market is kind of waiting on. Uh, and then you have um, Visa and, and and Qualcomm, or I'm sorry, MasterCard and Qualcomm today. Qualcomm's earnings, but I didn't put it in, but Qualcomm's earnings are today. This is a chip and it's come down. You can clearly see that that it's 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 button hooked down. Uh, algorithm hasn't gotten you out. What are they going to announce? I don't know. I mean, MACD cross up. You can see that 140 right there. Um, you know, your Bollinger Bands are cinching up, but you're on the downside of the nine day. I wouldn't take the chance on this one, but you know we did have a cross up on Visa, uh, and I'll put that in there. Mastercard reports tonight, uh, or they reported. Oh, it must have been before the bell. Um, yeah, surprised by eleven percent. They are up two point one five percent. So they surprised to the upside. Uh, it was pre market this morning. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, Visa and MasterCard are the payment options that are doing really, really well. On on, I put a note in there. On on, it'll pop up over 30 again. This one's under 30. It's at 27 right now. Uh, it got a cross up at 27. You're going to see it pop over 30 uh, on some type of uh, craziness. They don't have their earnings until March 18th. So there's no real catalyst in this one. Uh, one that does have a catalyst coming up and has a cross up is Elf. I think these guys kill it. If you look at Ulta's earnings, Ulta just killed it. I think these guys say it again. Uh, look at their earnings last time. Um, they kind of just, this is a 9.66% uh, period. They went opened at 105. They closed at 95. That was good earnings. And look at what the earnings actually did to this over that next uh, period. So even if you bought, say you bought at, at the open at 105, say you bought, you know, uh, 92, you know, the, the, the reason this one came back was it just, you know, they, they were mentioning something about, uh, you know, Hey, this is growth and we're going to do it. But say you just bought there you're up 72% 90 days later. And their earnings are coming up next week, February 6th. That's one I think you want to look at. Uh, Costco 700, we went over this one. Uh, that's got to cross up. Uh, Amgem, Cintas. Cintas just keeps going. Cintas is a crazy one. I, I, listen, I, I'm clothes don't get me excited. Uniforms don't get me excited. But this one, solid player. I mean, you look at this one over the long term, uh, and you've made a, quite a bit of money over a long period. Now it's overvalued, but look at that one since since the low of the pandemic. You made 253% over three years. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy good. So uh, if you are interested in any of the tools that I discussed, remember we talked about getting tools um, to be able to do this. Trendspider here, you get DSP25, get saves you 25%. It's the best offer if you just lose this, use this link. It might offer you more. Uh, might offer you less. Get Seeking Alpha for $189. I think that's a $50 off coupon. Uh, Seeking Alpha Premium. Now, here's a, a caveat. If you get Seeking Alpha Premium and you want to get Alpha Picks, you want to get both. Because I'm an affiliate, if you want to help the channel, if you want to help me out, and I've helped you out, you have to click these links separately. So you basically go here, click on Seeking Alpha Premium, you sign up for $189. Then you click on the Alpha Picks for a hundred bucks. You can get both. You can get one. These are the three tools that you know the the four tools up here. Well, I should say five. So we'll go over five tools. But these first five links are the tools that I use. Weeble, I absolutely uh, I love Weeble, and I have this link so that you can uh, get free stocks if you sign up through this link. Um, but I started with $1,000 last year, January of last year. I'm at $4,200 right now. So I, I love Weeble. I love trading in Weeble. My issue is I only have $3.48 of cash right now. I'm fully invested. Um, Daily Stock Pick newsletter. Here's the where you can sign up for the newsletter. Remember, the newsletter is free. During the week, it's absolutely free. You can get all of the, 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 the cross-ups that I mentioned. You can get all of the, the news articles that I mentioned. Anything that I think is important is in that newsletter. So if you want to support me on Patreon, you can. That's a crazy one. Just sign up for the the, the founding member of the newsletter. Um, that's more economical than the Patreon. Uh, any of these other links, you can follow. If you want to see my trades on um, Savvy Trader, you can follow my trades. Um, it does cost money, and I do suggest that you, you just subscribe to the core portfolio. 
But I am uh, one of the leaders. I guess 18.36% is a top of, uh, let's see, one month best return. I'm number two at 18.36%. Um, yeah, yeah, six trades. It shows you buy and hold You know, works. Buy and hold absolutely 100% works. So, you know, you can, you can, Shea Bular, I like him a lot. 24 trades, he's up 1.74. If we look at three months, am I even in the three-month category? I'm number, number, am I in the three-month category? Nope. Yeah, I am. I'm number six. Uh, Shea is beating me at 43%. So, it depends on your time frame. It depends what you're looking at. Year to date, let's see. I am number two year to date. So that's a one month. It's one month year to date. Uh, if you look at one year, I haven't been on here for one year. So I, I, I would not be listed in the one year. Um, but you can see who's who's tops over one year. Uh, you can see this guy, Mameen, is up 76%. The the foreign 1 million growth portfolio is up 73% Lamar trading. Um, these are all $25 a month. My core portfolio is absolutely 100% free. The core portfolio is free to subscribe to. Get into this one. This one, you, we, what we can do, what I, the point is, remember, I started this in June of, of last year. And what I wanted to show was an equal weight portfolio of quality names will absolutely uh, outperform the S&P. And so, you know, here is the, the daily stock pick core portfolio. What I do is when I identify a stock that I think you should get into, or I think you should get out of, I, I if you're getting in, I, I add a hundred, um, we can look a hundred shares. If you look at the history down here, uh, Oxy paid a dividend, Taiwan semi paid a dividend. Uh, I purchased QQQ a hundred shares. Uh, if I view more, I deposited 50,000 cause I couldn't buy that. Um, dividend, dividend, dividend. I don't do much in this. I think quarterly I'm really looking at this. Um, did I get rid of PXD? I probably should have gotten rid of PXD on here. Uh, I may get rid of, hmm, where is PXD? Let's see. Um, I don't know. I should have gotten rid of PXD on here, but it did pay a dividend. Oh, I got rid of it, but it did pay a dividend, I guess. Um, but yeah, you can, you can read this stuff. You know, look at, just look at the core portfolio. It's a hundred shares of every name. That's all it is. So Costco is your biggest allocation. Uh, Lily is your second biggest. NVIDIA is the third biggest. Now, if we look at um, gainers and we go to all time, SMCI, largest gainer, 73% since I bought it. Uber, second largest, 55% since I, I bought it. NVIDIA, up 41%. Palo Alto Networks, up 40 There were dips in all of these. Meta, I'm up 39%. This is just since June and I bought at the highs. So my point is, do not be afraid to buy at the highs of all time. If it's a good company with good management, with good products and good earnings, then it's a solid buy to get into. So, you know, that's the point of the core portfolio. And I did get a question, you know, should I be trading in the core portfolio? I think those names are fine to trade in. I just think, you know, if you get on the downside, some of those names are fine holding. Like even Devin. Devin hasn't performed great at all. I mean, it's a downward trend. You can see from a long term, uh, I did think that 50, uh, that line right there is 50. Uh, no, this is Apple. Hold on one second. We're going to go to Devin. 
Uh, Devin, and we're going to go to weekly. Do, 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 do. You can see the downward trend. This one right here is at 50. That line is at 50. And, and people ask me, well, why 50? Well, if you take a look at 50, it was trading for a good year of 50. Now, you've had this upward trend, but this is the downward trend. And you're hitting that 200-day at 40. 40 is the new 50. <laughs> Not age-wise. Okay. But I am done. I will be back to tomorrow. Qualcomm after the bell today. Take care. Bye.